right, so Joseph Smith had an experience in the woods in New York. He actually had an experience with an extraterrestrial. He probed me and then different ones of them come in and all of them probed me. And I believe that it was the Asani people. There are those who believe that life here began out there. But only an account of this earth and the inhabitants thereof give I unto you. Earth is a grand experiment. Far across the universe with a council of gods whose work and glory is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. For behold, there are many worlds that have passed away by the word of my power, and there are many that now stand, and innumerable are they unto man. For as man is, God once was, and as God is, man may become. You wanted to learn how to integrate duality. You wanted to learn how to take light and dark and remove all judgment. Some believe that infants who die here become eternal gods out there. This is Infants on Thrones. Baby steps. Who wants someone to preach to? The philosophies of men. I like magical toys. Who wants religion to? Mingled with humor. I don't believe in them. There will be many willing to preach to you the philosophies of men mingled with humor. We are evolving. Baby steps. You can buy anything in this world of money. the good in everything look for the people who will set your soul free it always seems impossible until it's done look for the good in everyone welcome back to infants on thrones i'm glenn ostland and this is episode 730 Return to Kolob, UFO disclosures, extra-dimensional channeling, otherworldly origins of the Mormon Church, and you, part one, setting the stage. And this is going to be a quick little episode tonight, because I, I want you to buckle up. You're in for a real doozy. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of fun. And it all started when a friend of mine messaged me the other day, and he said something like this. What do you guys think about all this UFO news? Yeah, that's right. UFO news. And then he posted a link to this video right here. Hey there, Shep. Yeah, first it was that upside down pyramid flying over a Navy destroyer back in 2019. Now we have new video taken from the same month around the same area, but this time it was something flying near one of the Navy's stealth ships when it suddenly plunged into the water and disappeared. Whoa, it's getting close. On a pitch black night off the coast of California, newly leaked video allegedly shows one of the U.S. Navy's stealth ships tracking an unknown object in the sky. And after a few minutes, splashed. splashed, Mark bearing a range. The 2019 footage obtained by filmmaker Jeremy Corbell, who last month released another video of an upside down pyramid UFO hovering above a Navy destroyer. This is part of a much larger series of events that we're going to be learning about. The Pentagon confirming the video was taken by Navy personnel 
The image is now being reviewed by a government task force set to brief Congress next month on what they call unidentified aerial phenomenon. This weekend, 60 Minutes speaking to fighter pilots who reported seeing unidentified flying objects. Every day. Every day for at least a couple of years. Former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence Chris Mellon says sensor technology has improved dramatically over the years, but pilots have reported seeing some of the same things for decades. Are there any similarities between these recent incidents and incidents that go back as far as half a century? Uh, there seems to be a lot of continuity there. He says one of the biggest problems is the stigma that comes with talking about UFOs, something a Navy lieutenant commander also told CBS she struggled with after she and three others saw a 40-foot flying object disappear in 2004. You know, I think that over beers we've sort of said, hey man, if I saw this solo, I don't know that I would have come back and said anything because it sounds so crazy when I say it. How would you describe this, this thing that we can't explain? What we're seeing are a number of distinct and different things. Sometimes we're seeing a 50-foot object that can travel at hypersonic speeds and seemingly go into orbit or come down from you know, altitudes uh, above potentially 100,000 feet. Do you think that we will see a release from the government that shows something conclusively? There is more that could be shared will be shared with Congress for certain. I don't see that coming to the public soon. And Shep, it's important to note that we really just keep seeing these small glimpses of leaked videos, while things like the original longer high-definition footage, uh, radar data, telemetry data, sonar data, that hasn't been released because most of it is classified. And there could be some worldly explanations. This could be drones from Russia or China or a top-secret U.S. project. But at this point, uh, we just don't know. And it's up to Congress to ask for classified briefings to get to the bottom of this whole mystery. Shep? Yeah, Shep indeed. Have you heard about this? Is this really happening right now? You know, I remember as a kid thinking the second coming is going to happen at some point in my life. And now I find myself wondering, is there actually going to be alien contact, some kind of UFO disclosure that happens sometime in my life? I don't know, but it's interesting to me and I'm going to be keeping my eyes peeled. And believe it or not, there are some really interesting extraterrestrial links potentially to the origins of the Mormon church or at least to some of the teachings of the Mormon church and that's one of the things that we'll be exploring in this upcoming series because the Mormon experience that I had as a child of the 70s and the 80s was filled with mystery and intrigue and I absolutely loved it the mystery and the intrigue that is. I didn't particularly like going to church and having to sit still for hours and having primary and Sunday school teachers try to keep me in line, whatever that meant on any given Sunday. But I loved turning to the back of my triple combination, to the pearl of great price, and studying those Egyptian facsimiles that had originally been written, get this, by the very hand of Abraham the prophet himself. Yeah, it's true. The very Abraham who was first named Abram, but then God covenanted with Abram that he would make him the biggest, most important, big and important prophet of all time in the history of history, if only he would just add the Ham to his name, which always seemed a little odd to me since Abram was supposedly the founder of Judaism and Jews don't eat ham. Anyway, I'm sorry, I know that's stupid. But the main point is, I loved the mysteries of godliness. I loved then the book of Moses, you know, the other book in the Pearl of Great Price that was revealed from the mind of the God of the entire universe 
directly to the mind of Joseph Smith through his very own imagination. You know, kind of like the way some people claim to channel certain extraterrestrial messages today. Well, I loved that the Book of Moses talked about other worlds without number, and about the inhabitants thereof, and about Kolob, the star next to God that governs all other stars. I love the doctrine of eternal progression, the idea that we're deity and embryo, that there's other planets. Did you ever hear that the lost tribes were somewhere in space, that they were living on another planet, and that someday they would return? Did you hear that Joseph Smith taught people that there were men on the moon dressed like Quakers? <laughs> Did you hear that Hugh Nibley said that there were these angelic watchers that were set to watch over humanity and that they sinned because they came down and they intermingled with the sons, or no, with the daughters of man? There are other traditions that call those people the Anunnaki. So anyway, you're about to get a multi-part series where I interview Reuben Langdon, who has a series on Gaia called Interviews with Extra Dimensionals. And then I take some of those interviews with Extra Dimensionals and sit down with the Mormons on Mushrooms team and we dissect them. It's going to be a lot of fun over the next few weeks. I've also created a new survey that I'd like you to go and fill out right now, or at least when you're done listening to this episode, asking you, what do you think about this whole extraterrestrial thing? Do you think there's life on other planets? Do you think extraterrestrials visit Earth? Do you think there's any connection at all to Mormon origins? So go and fill out the survey. It's a lot of fun. You'll find it on the website. And now I just want to share with you, just to prove that I'm not making this up, people, there was this article in LDS Living Magazine a couple of years ago that talked about the extraterrestrial origins of the Mormon church. So I'm going to share that with you now, and then you can look forward to Monday. I'm going to publish the interview I did with Reuben Langdon and kick off our series. So, so here's that article from LDS Living. What prophets have said about extraterrestrial beings. This is from LDS Living, written by Katie Lambert, March 21st, 2018. And Katie says, In 1830, the prophet Joseph Smith received a revelation illuminating how great and vast Heavenly Father's creations are throughout the universe. The revelation, which became Moses I and the Pearl of Great Price, describes a vision the Old Testament prophet Moses received. During this revelation, Joseph Smith witnessed what God had revealed to Moses in that vision. Quote, And worlds without number have I created, and I also created them for mine own purposes, and by the Son I created them, which is mine only begotten. Moses 133. For behold, there are many worlds that have passed away by the word of my power, and there are many that now stand, and innumerable are they unto man. But all things are numbered unto me, for they are mine, and I know them. Moses 135. And as one earth shall pass away, and the heavens thereof, even so shall another come, and there is no end to my works, neither to my words. Moses 138. There are many things that we can learn from this revelation, including that Heavenly Father has created many, world, <laughs> many worlds that have passed away, and many that now stand, and innumerable are they unto man, and that there is no end to Heavenly Father's works. But are these worlds that now stand inhabited by extraterrestrial life? If so, what does it look like? And do some of these creations look like us? A race of gods. 
We know that all mankind is patterned after the same race as Heavenly Father, Genesis 1, 26-27, and as Joseph Smith also revealed, God himself was once as we are now, and is an exalted man, and sits enthroned on yonder heavens. If the veil were rent today, and the great God who holds this world in its orbit, and who upholds all worlds and all things by his power, was to make himself visible, you would see him like a man in form. Teachings of the Prophet Joseph Smith, compiled by Joseph Fielding Smith. If God was once as we are now, as Joseph Smith said, that would suggest that Heavenly Father was once like us and lived in another world like we do. This cycle of gods living on other planets, progressing in mortality, and eventually receiving eternal life has always been an eternal undertaking. As Brigham Young explained, how many gods are there, I do not know. But there never was a time when there were not gods and worlds, and when men were not passing through the same ordeals that are now that we are now passing through. That course has been from all eternity, and it is and will be to all eternity. Brigham Young discourses on Brigham Young. This race of gods, as BYU professor Kent Nielsen described in his 1971 article, People on Other Worlds, looks very much like we do. In fact, we are part of the same species and have the ability to inherit celestial glory like our Father in heaven. Obviously, God's sons and daughters would be of his species, would resemble him, Nielsen writes in his article. <laughs> Consequently, people on other worlds would be like us, because we are all his children. According to BYU's Encyclopedia of Mormonism, it is possible that these extraterrestrial inhabitants could differ from our appearance in unspecified ways, but nowhere in scripture does it mention how this might be. <laughs> extraterrestrial Communication and Visitations Throughout history, heavenly messengers have traveled through time and space to relate the will of Heavenly Father to His children. Though not always described as extraterrestrial, we know that these beings live in the presence of Heavenly Father somewhere beyond the earth. Dreams, visions, prayers, promptings, these are ways we receive guidance from our Heavenly Father. On occasion, heavenly messengers have been sent to earth to communicate God's will for His children or to guard them against harm. These visitations are often mentioned in the scriptures, such as when Abraham was saved from being sacrificed on an altar in the land of Ur, when angels saw Daniel in the lion's den, when angels appeared to shepherds to announce the birth of Christ, when an angel spoke with Alma and the sons of Mosiah, when Moroni directed Joseph Smith where to find the golden plates, and so on. In our temporal existence, we may not be able to travel to worlds beyond our solar system, but other beings in other phases of existence are not so limited, Nielsen explains. The gospel has been taught in every dispensation by space travel. True, the visitors do not use rocket ships. They have more efficient means. When Moroni returned to heaven after one of his visits to Joseph Smith, Joseph saw, as it were, a conduit open right up into heaven, and he ascended till he entirely disappeared. Though we know... <laughs> Though we know that these visitations and other forms of communications are not the extraterrestrial encounters some might envision, President Spencer W. Kimball affirmed they do happen in his book, Faith Precedes the Miracle. Is there extraterrestrial conversation? Certainly. Man may speak to God and receive answers from Him. Is there association of non-human beings? There is no question. 
Are planets out in space inhabited by intelligent creatures? Without doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. And that was from President Spencer W. Kimball, a freaking modern-day prophet of the Lord, y'all. So what about you? Do you doubt or do you believe? Have you seen any UFOs or had any kind of abduction experiences? I'm going to be talking to some people who have, but what about you? Go take the survey at infantsonthrones.com and let me know what you think about all this extraterrestrial UFO mumbo-jumbo. I think it's fascinating, and I think there's probably something to it. Something. I'm not saying what it is, I just think there's something. So, thanks for listening, and I'll see you on Monday. Put down the weapons that you use against yourself. You don't need them anymore. Hey there, thanks for listening all the way to the end. Now, I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I have more to say about this topic, and I'm going to do that with a follow-up behind-the-scenes sharing time episode on Patreon. So, if you're in a position where you can throw me a few dollars each month to support the work that I put into creating this podcast, please come and support me on Patreon, where you'll also get access to additional content. Did you know that I also create sharing time episodes that are available only to Patreon subscribers? I've been doing that for a few years, so there's a lot of content there that you can have access to. So please come and support this podcast if you can. I greatly appreciate it. Hi, this is Hillary, Matthew, Ryan, Carol, Ashley, and I like to play bingo online while listening to Infants on Thrones. You can comment on this episode on the website, infantsonthrones.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the quorum a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. I did. I did. I did. Anyone for the closing prayer? My worst crime is an inside job Dark thoughts taking over like an inside mob I tune into the scene between the eyes And take a breath Thank you for listening to Infants on Front I sit still and watch the thoughts float past me Never mind the future, never mind what the past be I like to jump and let the universe catch me Three, four, watch the beauty blow past me I keep my pockets like destination in sight. Keep my actions elevated to compassionate heights. I'm walking past the fire.